Little pig, little pig. Let me in. Well, back at it again, boys. Let your mind peel away the mysteries of the world. That's right. I'm talking deep. Frazzle drip deep. This is Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies Podcast. Oh, by the way, my balls is hot. My balls is hot. My balls is hot. Hello, 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 and welcome to yet another episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Big Country, and as always, on the other end of the mic, your co-host for this evening. Say hello, boys. Hello, hello. Hello and hello. This is Chris, and we're back. Thank you. And you. And back on the show for a third time. He's like a lifetime <laughs> guest on the show. Um, guy blew our minds the first time we had him on. Uh, just a few short months ago, and the second time is just just more liver punches, just more <laughs> liver punches and soul punches. And he was the one who had mentioned the topic that we're going to be discussing tonight. We didn't know. I I didn't know what it was. I no, don't think no, it was, what it was a surprise to me. Yeah, I'd never heard of it until until that that yeah. cast until until he brought it up and then just just rabbit hole. Just rabbit hole after rabbit hole after rabbit hole to rabbit hole. So uh, once again on the show, welcome back, uh, Ryan Alexander. How are you, sir? Thank you guys for having me. I'm, no problem. I'm stoked no about problem. this topic. Um, I'm good. It's been a long day. It's the end of the day. It's been a good day. So it's a good time to talk about this really deep, <laughs> deep topic. And I've been I've been into it for like two years now. You know, this is. And you think it's the end of the rabbit hole, but really it, it keeps going from mud flood. Like mud flood opens up an entire new spider web of questions and theories and possibilities. Yeah. And it's it really is unreal. You know, I haven't really been able to put my attention to anything else. And I mean like I have a job kind of well, I have a business, I have a life, I have but when I'm you know, looking into things, it's just been mud flood. Like I don't have time for anything else other than mud flood. Yeah. It's, I had mentioned this earlier in our group text that mud flood is, is working me over right now because it's not just mud flood. It goes into everything from, you know, ancient bloodlines to ancient civilizations to it's, it's endless. It really is. It, Cause it seems like it connects to every major conspiracy uh, even, you know, flat earth versus globe and all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's wild and it's made me have to question literally everything. Yeah. Like everything that I thought that I knew, I was like, I am either one really stupid <laughs> or this, there's got to be some truth to this because the more I looked into it, it just yeah. made more sense. So as Ryan had mentioned, um, tonight's topic is going to be the mud flood or the mud flood theory. Now, if you've never heard of this topic, don't feel ashamed as a conspiracy theorist. Shit, we've been doing this. I, I mean, I've been in the game now for like 10 plus years, just reading books that, you know, no one ever uh, told us about. Um my parents and family thinking I was kind of a kooky kook going into this stuff. But this is a new one for all of us, and we're really excited to have Ryan on the show to talk about this. But uh, let me give you just a, just a quick, brief overview of what kind of what we're going to be talking tonight. Because I would imagine that most people listening to the show have not heard this. So the mud flood theory 
is an, basically <laughs> okay. Here's, I'm describing it now an earth-shattering topic of proportion that will literally have you questioning everything you thought you knew about recent history. There is substantial evidence worldwide to suggest that our understanding of history is incorrect. Impressive buildings have been unearthed all over the world, yet not what we think of when we think of ancient history. A catastrophic event of some sort worldwide buried an entire civilization or civilizations in what is uh, and what some has speculated to be mud. Evidence of this event is not only seen in ancient Europe, but all over the world, from Asia to Australia to South America to the continental U.S. What we're going to be talking about tonight is essentially the first 45 minutes of The Matrix in real life. And I, I really don't know of any other way because so much, so when, we, when I started doing research on this topic... And I've heard the reoccurring number of the sixth. This is like the sixth possible reset of civilization. And it just, bam, just right back into my head matrix. So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. I know people are like, what in the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, I sat down with Boye when I first got here uh, to the house. And I was just wrapping my head around one reset. And then he said something like six. And I was like, holy crap. You know, I can't believe, you know. I didn't even get that far into it. I feel like I've, you know, a full week of study. I've been, you know, studying all day right now, you know, all day long, driving my wife crazy. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I feel like I've barely even scratched it. So hearing that Ryan's got two plus years under his belt, I'm ready to be educated a little bit. I'm ready to, to get some knowledge sent my way. Yeah, dude, so excited. So, uh, Ryan, where do you where do you want to start or, or what would you want to start? with because I know this is such a deep topic and I think we have a lot of questions ourselves so we wanted to have you on to talk about the show but where would you like to start well I thought about this earlier and you know it you could start with the sunken windows and the buried floors and the and buried infrastructure but that's interesting the physical stuff is interesting but I want to step back and point out that to me the mud flood is <clears throat> extra physical in the same way that we think of UFOs as extraterrestrial, or you might think of it as extraterrestrial, non-governmental ones, right? But this really doesn't fit the picture of physical events. There are some things that could, that look like a mud flood, things like liquefaction where the earth shakes and, and the, the soil basically turns to a moving liquids, kind of like liquid, but it takes the houses all with it. It takes the foundations yeah, with like it. Sinkholes. I don't, I don't see cities and, and these are monumental buildings, lots of them, but lots of them are just regular buildings and it doesn't look like that. Maybe it came from the sky. It doesn't look like it just came from a hill. There's not hills everywhere. A lot of these hills look like they're mud. They're created by this mud flood and there's things under them, right? Things like, pyramids and such. So I wanted to point that word out, extra physical. And I wanted to point to a couple of things that I mentioned in my short little conspiracy biography in uh, the book that you mentioned last time, Good Morning Babylon. And one of the things I mentioned mm -hmm. that, I, that I had seen orbs. And orbs are a very strange thing. And it might they might be a creature of their own. I'm, I'm really not sure. I don't know. We haven't talked about that at all. You guys, we, we had a couple, two, three hours of talking and orbs didn't come up once. 
Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of governmental UFOs that are not aliens. You know, I don't believe in outer space. We've covered that, but there are orbs. I have seen them. I've seen them in three countries. I was told about them earlier in life by somebody I respected a lot. And we live next to a power plant. Apparently they're seen a lot near power plants or whatever. But one of the interesting things is that when you, and the man that told me about this and he swore me to secrecy to this day, so I can't say who he is, but he said he lost time in the, in the experience. You know, he was felt like he was looking at it for a moment, but it was like a long time kind of thing. And you're never going to get exact numbers because you get disoriented in this process. Right. You don't really exactly sure. remember what exactly happened. It feels like a moment you didn't get abducted. Nothing like that happened, but you had some sort of interaction, some sort of interference with your experience of the time here. And this is why I say extra physical. I've, I've mentioned some things. We talked about the simulation last time. Uh, mud flood. These buildings are real buildings. They're built with brick. They're well built. They're nice. You know, there's multiple civilizations. Yes. Multiple mud floods. Yes, for sure. hundred percent. That's, that's included in it, but somewhere in here, <clears throat> is an extra physical interaction, I do believe. And I'm not saying that orbs are behind it, but I'm also saying that there's lots of questions raised within the mud flood that I don't know if you guys have looked into. There are old machinery parts and this kind of stuff, because when you're thinking old empty cities, abandoned cities, you're like, where's all the stuff? Yeah. And where's all the stuff? Why don't we, why don't we have stuff? Why don't we have tools? Why don't we have, like, we have a lot of stuff. We have fancy lamps and we have fancy furniture and, you know, we got big giant old books and, but where's the this, this gadgets? Where's the metal? Yeah. Right? There's a book on my shelf that uh, is called The World Without Us. It's a, maybe a 10, 15-year-old book. And it said one of the last things that would last was fire hydrants and Mount Rushmore. Around Mount Rushmore is obvious. And obviously, we see big things, star forts, big, big uh, terrain mm-hmm. changes, modified terrains. You know, the, that can't really be erased very easily. But we don't really have the equivalent of fire hydrants. We have big old steam heat generators that heats all these big old buildings up in the north and such up in up in russia up in toronto up in chicago you go into the big old buildings that you know are a mud flood building they're really in another place they might call a roman cathedral Mm -hmm. but it's the train station or the post office right and those buildings usually you're wondering you're like yo it's minus 25 outside how's it warm in here what are they heating this with is it electric heaters are they using radiators no they're usually using steam heat big old steam heat systems that we're not told about. That's one example of old machinery that's left around. But I'm thinking like cell phones are the equivalent, like this, the the little technologies that infiltrates our lives and all the little bits and pieces that would be left after our civilization. What kind of a clean sweep was this? Well, the only thing that we have close to really evaporating or vaporizing evidence are, are these California fires, these Australia fires, not the fire fires, but the ones that we see where the blocks, the all the houses are, are burnt out, but the trees are not burnt out. Mm-hmm. But cars and bodies are burnt out and vaporized, you know, in, in scenarios that we really don't see in anywhere else. It seems like they're lasered, right? You guys have probably heard this, right? Yeah, lasers yeah. from the sky. This connects Direct with the cell phone cars is how it, it overlaps with me. Every time these fires happen, there's videos and pictures of, you know, lights coming from the sky. Often there's thunder in the in the sky and such too. There's been a lot of footage recently of things, um, craft of some kind coming out of thunderstorms, coming out of uh, lightning storms. And I know this seems kind of off guard to talk about mud flood, but like there's there's quite a lot going on here that is behind all of this and behind our perception of reality and these events. If they're controlled, you know, it might not be the agents, the men in black that we think of, right? The people in the photographs. I don't really, I don't really know. The men in black could be orbs, 
the men in black could be could be invisible figures mm-hmm. right we have invisible weird invisible figures some people call them ghosts some people call them demons we have things on cameras interactions with things on cameras shadow creatures non-glitch things weird things caught on camera this could be part of it i don't know saying this because the question came up earlier on on the simulation level you guys got excited about mentioning agents and to me this is my biggest question i get it that the buildings are buried a lot of people need to know that the buildings are buried none of us noticed that none of us noticed the mud flood but once it's there you're like okay what's behind this you know obviously there's a big effort to erase history and rewrite history that's a massive project itself yeah maybe the illuminati itself is up to that task but I'm doubting it, right? I'm really just, I'm doubting it. I think that whoever is the upper echelons of the human level of control here, they're in knowledge of this larger game. And we don't really know what it all is, what it all means, but there's a big distortion of time here that's also possible that I wanted to talk about just quickly. Because when I did see the orbs, I did have time stolen from me, but that's only one example of time changing or your your perception of reality changing through time. One of them in the Matrix, you guys like the Matrix, when they download the, the little program, they're like, I'm going to learn to fly a helicopter. Boom, he's got right. the program. And it seems like it's super quick and that seems impossible. But when you pass out, this is what we used to pass each other out when we were children, believe it or not. It's an extremely dangerous thing, by the way, if any... If any children, don't, no human being should do okay. that to each I, other. But I pay monthly to do that. <laughs> Dad, we do it to each other we, so many times. Yeah, we do that when we're working out here. <laughs> there's a there's a game that we played in middle school and high school. I don't know if you guys do this, but uh, somebody would hold their breath and they would put their back up push against on the their wall, chest. and somebody That's else would exactly push it. on the chest. That's exactly. It. For like thirty seconds or whatever, and you and you blow out, and, you, and then you pass out. And um, a few times we forgot to catch the guy, but uh, you didn't catch the guys you didn't like. So yeah. it's really dangerous. Uh, some people had seizures and stuff like that. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. If you're out, if you're out cold, if you're passed out, I don't know if this happens every time anybody passes out. I don't know if you just get drunk out cold. The dream that you have is a is a distortion of time. But when we would pass each other out. We would only be out for one second, two seconds, maybe, you know, if you've ever done it, it's very, it's very short. If, mm-hmm. I mean, I've passed out before because I was on a, a vegan vegetarian diet, believe it or not, you know, just I was passing out all the time. I wasn't doing it correctly. You're only out for a second or two. You hit the ground hard and you're out for a second or two. But within that time, I felt pretty much every time that I can remember, and this is dozens of times that we lived lifetimes in that time. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, it's a huge statement that I want to slow down in speaking because it was so profound to us. We were like 11, 12, 13 years old where you could pass yourself out and live a lifetime, a lifetime. And you wake up and you don't know where you are. Oh, and, yeah. and people are speaking English and you're, you're like, what, what is, how long was I out? They're like, Oh, just a second, you know, yeah. one second. You're like, but I was a camel trader. <laughs> crossing the desert yeah you know like I yeah, lived a life. it's not just a dream it's not just a snapshot it seems so real and this it could be a trick of the mind if if so that speaks to me to the, the mind being just some some astoundingly infinite intelligence yeah. that it can well, so create on that. entire world in such depth immediately but a whole length of time within one second yeah the reverse of that is with the orbs right when yeah you, yeah you have there's you people have that have these super vivid dreams my dad for instance he he constantly has this same dream over and over and he tells me every so often when he has it but he always has this same dream that he's standing in front of an army 
and the Egyptian desert. And he says it's so vivid. He can, you know, describe people's faces and, and the situations they're speaking in language he does not understand. And he has it every so often. So, you know, it, it's a little obviously a little different than, than passing out. Um, but the mind takes him somewhere and it's almost like a recall. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here's what's because there's so much to this, right? And, and, and we want to try to get as much as we can on this episode. But one thing that, that I couldn't like nail down or figure out, track down, isolate. What is, what is in your opinion, Ryan, or, or do you know what they think with this theory is like the correct timeline? Like when was the last reset and how many resets? And because the two questions that I've had doing all this research is when was the last reset and who were the people that survived the reset that then repopulated, you know, these areas? Okay. I got these written down. So the last reset, the pretty common consensus and consensus is not, it's not truth. Right. But it, right. Sure, 18th sure. century. Now, there could have been two relatively back-to-back. Part of this theory is that this was these buildings, this infrastructure, the mud flood took out the remainders of an old civilization called Tartaria. Mm -hmm. Tartaria is on the old maps. It's just not, we're just not talking about it. Very strange to have an empire. You know, we heard of the Ottoman Empire. We heard of, you know, all these Prussian empires and all these other empires, but we never heard of the Tartarian Empire and it's, to us, it seems like they're the ones that built this red brick civilization. The red brick civilization is built on top of another civilization, at least. <clears throat> but I want to pause for a minute on the last reset thing, because although they say that 1850 is kind of the golden point in terms of how history itself is written, I, I read a lot. I've been reading a lot for a long time. At one point, history is really boring, but at one point I thought that it would be a good idea to read a whole bunch of history books. So I have all, just a bunch of big books. Like if it said, boom, history of Russia, I bought it. History of Vietnam, I bought it. And I wanted to see these big books. I wanted to get a lot of information. There's nothing mentioned about any of this. Since then, I've gone back and I've peeled out a few references to Tartaria. Very interesting to do that. But more interesting to me, I'm also into art. Part of that is artist biographies. A lot of these artists lived in the time that overlaps when the mud flood is supposed to have happened, right? So I'm, I've been paying very close attention to biographies as I go along and seeing what happened to these characters around 1850. And especially around these major cities, Paris, New York, you know, but particularly Paris because it's, it's a good one. You know, uh, there was a major reconstruction of it. And there was major fires, obviously, this is part of it. There's always a major fire in a world's fair and all these other things, given excuses to tear down buildings, basically, or, you know, explanations for the tearing down of buildings. But so if they lived in Paris in their biography from 1835 to 1855, either there's been changes made, right? Or we're wrong yes. about our dates. Mm -hmm. Or another possibility that's interesting to me is that it didn't happen everywhere all at once. It happened in various places, perhaps oh. in a more controlled manner. Perhaps it's a natural occurrence that people just took advantage of. Certain groups took advantage of. You asked who repopulated. Well, we have data of orphan trains is what they call them, orphan trains. We have world 
bears yeah. that basically auctioned off and gave away babies and baby incubators. Jesus. And we have populations of people being introduced into empty cities, pretty much all wearing the same type of clothes. They've all been aged to the same amount. They look like they're just being moved in and they are what we call orphans. We don't know where they came from. They seem to have come from all over the place because we have these records from all over the place of orphans just basically being shipped somewhere else so that they're always from somewhere else. And then what's written about them, some story, some boat came from Italy to repopulate New York, really, Mm. were they orphans. Right. So this is the last reset. I don't know exactly, but I I know that. Real real quick, I don't mean to cut you off, but what you just were saying about the orphans. Now, I read a book leading up to this. um, It's called Tataria and the the Mud Flood by um, John Ewing Jr. Oh, I'm sorry. David Ewing Jr. I don't know if you read that one or not. Um, the information, really good. Grammatically, it's terrible. It's terribly written. Um, and that's not, not, I don't think that's the author's fault. I don't think his first language is English. And English is kind of a it's tricky stupid. grammatical language. It's really dumb. We, we have a dumb, dumb, dumb language. But the information was, was just fun. I just, every other chapter was just blowing my mind. But he did mention about and there's pictures of like schools of just orphans and they're always led by like dudes in black suits and like top hats during the time of these photos. But they had mentioned one thing called, um, I want to say it's called electric parks that we used to have all over the world. But in all the photos that that we have of them, there's no kids. There's never any kids in any of the photos. And basically, it was a place for adults to go, to my understanding, for adults to go to enjoy the um, technological advances of that time that has been essentially lost. And so when you had brought up the, the, the orphans, I'm like, I've seen I've seen these pictures. And it was just like, I was just like, what? <laughs> They all what? look so out of place. Yeah, they look earlier. surprised it's, to be there. Once you notice it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So how many how many resets? Obviously multiple because these civilizations are built on top of each other. And the mud flood, the main one that we're talking about is the red brick mud flood. That's the one that we have the most direct evidence. But buried under that, in most places, in the major cities especially, is another old civilization. And then even in some places, there's another one under that, at least. All the old megalithic kind of places as well, you know, you, you tend to see that even mainstream historians are saying these are different cultural layers, right? The first first culture built these big, huge monolithic ones, and then they gave up, and, the, the, you know, a thousand years later, another group came in, and they, they laid this, you know, intricate stone on top of it, and then the red brick civilization on top of that. So, to me, there's a, at least three, but... very probably more um, when we get further and further into it and we start talking about giants and giant mining operations and all this other stuff like it just seems that the past gets bigger and bigger more more and more monolithic but also more and more of a kind of a game show it seems that things have kind of gotten more realistic over time and I, I mean that because of the gargantuanism you know, I, I, and if this is a simulation and if this is being produced for some purpose, now some type of entertainment purpose or the downloading of information, that's actually why I brought up the 
the passing out, right? Like it's, it's a, I'm always looking for the why at the end of it. And it's always speculative, but it's kind of why we're, we're into this, right? So it could very well be that our real self somewhere is just plugged in. And w- this entire thing that we're experiencing is one second of that person's downloading of what? Of the uh, thousands of lifetimes of character, right? The, there's floating around the, you know, the new age world and many other, you know, schools of thought is reincarnation and out of body experiences. And, you know, talk about people seeing the same sort of things across the world when they take hallucinogenic substances and stuff like this. So just similar things that happen when people you know, are in these situations. And that seems weird because they don't speak the same language. You know, they're, they're all in different times and places, but the part of the reincarnation theory or what they put, people say the information that they've received from the infinite intelligence, when they have access to it, however they gain access to it, they come back with the story that we are born as, and this is way beyond mud flood theory, by the, by the way, but that we are born as in, like inanimate objects. We live as rocks, rocks in the mud flood theory, by the way, deep enough down rocks are alive. Rocks grow. They're not formed the way that they're said to. We have rocks that have formed around modern objects and we have evidence of their growth and we have evidence of different species of rocks and different silicone based life forms, you know, that paints just a a very, very different picture of the earth, a different picture of geological time, Mm -hmm. because our model of geological time is based on assumptions that we have no evidence for. And that's just common sense. We have not seen rocks grow, but now we are saying we have seen rocks grow. Right. So this is the, the experience that we have of real time is, is extremely distorted. And it could, this could be just a download process. This could be happening rapidly on some higher level, on some computer level. This evolution of this whole plane and, and everything that's happened on it could have already just happened in a blip, blimp of an eye, you know, as a program, because I do feel it is a program. There could be a higher, pur- I like to think there's a higher purpose. I like to think that our, soul or whatever our actual self is plugged into this for a purpose and that when we go through this journey you know we are graduating level by level right, right? right we've been the rock we've been the mushroom we've been the chipmunk you know we've lived as slaves we've lived as women we've lived as children we've lived etc until we finally graduate they also say this is another correlate thought and i say they and I say this because this is out there. I don't know who they is at this point. It's a bunch of different people. Right. They're saying that there's only so many people who are alive on earth at any given time who are on their last life. And it's a fixed number. <sighs> and this number comes up around <laughs> multiple and stuff, around 140, 144,000, the numbers that tend to come up. And, and that's, it's an interesting thought. I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole. I thought I'd introduce that, especially if it hasn't been heard of, because when we're talking about mud flood, people have a lot of basic questions about the, yeah, but sometimes they're buried. And like, it takes you 10 minutes to be like, okay, these are, these, okay, there's buried civilizations. Okay, there's, there's a mud flood. But then you re- immediately start asking the, uh, the why questions. And yeah. I answered your questions there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass the buck back to you guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's definitely interesting, especially when you, when you when you talk about you know basically that this is you know our moment in time is just basically snapping the fingers. Um, I don't know if you've ever visited Psychic, but I have, and I went with a group. It was my family and some friends. Did you, did you want to? No, 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 no. Did, did I, I think I might have told you okay. about this? But um, so that we went. It was actually at their house. They 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 um, run a library up here in Poway, 
here in Southern California. And uh, he said, you know, we don't want any money. We don't, this isn't a trick. If you guys want a reading, we'll do a reading. If you want to give money, then donate it to the library. So we were like, okay, cool. And we went and we just, we, you know, they did their readings and basically all of us had different lives at different moments in time. And so, you know, speaking on the level of mud flood, I'm curious to know if at that moment in time that we're living through that level, if you will, we're, we're done with that. They cover it up and start a new level. You know what I mean? Because he was going through our, our last, well, at this moment in time, you were a athlete and, you know, the 16th century. And then you now experience these things because of that life. Is that true? And, uh, and he was dead on, you know, so it, that makes sense in a certain way when, when we talk about mud flood and, uh, I don't like I don't like it anymore. <laughs> I'm not having fun anymore because I don't know which life I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> I, I I know you said you, you've you've done quite a bit of, of, of research, um, and what we've talked about thus far. What, what do you have for for us for us and then for Ryan and just to well, converse about? You know, it seems like all the stuff that Ryan brought up is in my notes. Tartaria, the timeline was the biggest issue that I had. I didn't know exactly when the time break and how long it would take uh, for the reboot to start. But when you talk about time lapse, it that didn't even come into my mind and it wasn't brought up in anything that I saw, but it makes so much sense. If, you know, if we pass out, we think it's, you know, a lifetime, you know, it, if they had a, a break of, you know, if there was a, a time gap of 10 years, a hundred years, 20 years, what could they have done in that time to, to bring the civilization back up to a point where we wouldn't recognize it? You know, the people that even begin it, you know, if they're, you know, getting walked their hand through it, you know, by the time that they're passing and passing on the new information to other people, they're going to forget about it or they can control it in a way that it wouldn't be tough to hide it to start new, you know, especially if they're burying everything and starting fresh. Um, the, the buildings, of course, is something that I was fascinated with seeing the old buildings and the architecture of these monstrosities that keep coming up yeah. and the, how it seems like, the further back you look, the more advanced the technology is or the time that would take to be put into those, yeah. those structures. And it's amazing to me that, you know, for as, as advanced as we are, we don't have anything that's can touch the, the marble. You remember they, they used to have world fairs or, or expos um, and, and then they would display the, you know, basically the highest ends of technology for that time. And then in a lot of the pictures you see, there's like wireless electrical, uh, I don't know what you would call them, but, you know, on top of buildings. And and then you would see wires from poles to poles. And these are like in the late 1850s or early 1850s, something like that, you know. And next thing you know, all that stuff's gone. They used to have, you know, electric uh, uh, little motorcycles, like little mopeds. They used to have um, electric cable cars all over the place. And it seems like the consensus, at least in the mainstream, is, well, the electric you know, cable cars went away because tire companies, they fought it. Or the electric engine went away because of gasoline companies. They fought it, oil companies, you know. But it seems like the reasoning for that technology to just disappear is more likely that it was taken from us and hidden um, and less likely that some big corporation 
just didn't want it to exist because it was going to infringe. Because typically what happens, especially in a capitalist society, is that they're going to jump into that area of technology and make as much money off it as they can. So it, especially they had a museum filled with all kinds of technology from World's Fairs and Expos, huge, right? Burns down. And and all that stuff. Oh, the, uh, the crystal, the crystal, um, yes, crystal yes. cathedral, crystal yeah. tower, in, yep. in like one of the biggest structures I've ever seen a picture of yeah. in my life, made of of glass. That I don't know how they could do that at the time that it was built. Well, they have and a story. They always like, have a story. Mm-hmm. There is always so a story. Much fun takes a little bit of going through and seeing. Okay, who's the architect? Okay, what other buildings did he do? Really, yeah. really, he did 175 other buildings. Let's look at some of these other buildings, and you know, they're Roman cathedrals that are much like exactly. So he didn't build them. You know, yeah. so as soon as you find one lie, or you look at the architect, and the the Wikipedia page has him with his hand in his shirt. You know, some things give it away, but for the most part, the the stories about these people are just. They're just made up and they're given all kinds of credentials because they needed to explain a lot of things. So they didn't use a lot of names. Yeah. And if you live in a small town or something, you read the name of your small town. It's not going to be many names in it. It's going to connect with the overall history of your state or your country or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just it feels like it's written. Yeah. You know, and it is written to put a book together. But we have a lot of letters and things, too, from the past. Right. This is why, you know, you mentioned where do you really pin it down? We we do have to look at letters a little bit. They can be manipulated a little bit as well. It's very odd that things are left over. It's kind of like the passport being left over from 9-11. Mm-hmm. It's like if there was a civilization that was wiped out and vaporized with lasers in their vehicles, you know, do, do we have diaries left? I, I don't really know. So we right, have a lot of very right. weird stuff. We have some planted things, but we also have a lot of regular old authors that are just super associated with, with bad people like uh, Emile Zola, for instance, you know, famous uh, French novelist who lived at, around the time of the Impressionists. So that's how he would, you know, overlap with my area of interest. And this guy was just totally in the bloodline, you know, so what did he write? And if, if even what if, if what he wrote only influenced culture, I mean, I have to assume that it was written with an eye to, you know, the higher power that they're signaling with their hand in their shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so very similar to like the pictures that you'll see of like Napoleon or George Washington or whoever. And they always have yeah. that. We always refer to it as like the, the Masonic mm-hmm. symbolism, you know, the handshakes or the hand in the, the, the sleeve or what have you. Is that, is that what yeah, you're talking about? Right? Basically or? the wink, right? That's the wink that this is BS. Right, Napoleon. That's BS. You know, all yeah. of it, whatever. Yeah. Any, anything with a hand in a glove. If that person's name comes up in a Wikipedia page of something that you're looking up, that's BS. Yeah, it's not real. Right, it's written and it's Dude, attributed I, to that person because that person is part of the club. He gets to right. be part of the club. He gets yeah. to be, he's on he the end. Have, he's on. The, yeah, he's on the end. He he took something, got some kind of payoff, and then you know they're gonna feed you that false you know yeah. rhetoric, well, whatever it is, whatever the dialogue is. There's got to be a group of people who have to keep the secret. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it has to keep going, obviously. So, and and I mean, it's amazing that. I mean, obviously, it's not that big of a secret because we're finding out. We don't know the intricate details and things like that. But it's amazing that things like this are kept so hush-hush for so long. And uh, as Big Country mentioned earlier, like the people, you know what I mean? What happened to the people that were there originally? Are they, you know, 
it, that that was one of my biggest questions. And then Ryan, as you mentioned earlier, the technology um, is is completely missing, especially from these ancient civilizations, because now we have geologists and archaeologists saying that even the pyramids of Egypt are much older than they ever expected them to be. And that uh, the pharaohs that inhabited them were not the original builders. They just kind of reoccupied it. And the Sphinx is much older than the pyramids. And you know what I mean? So it just keeps going and going yeah. and going. The, the pyramids in Mexico, same thing. Most of them are, are buried halfway under. And that they, they know that there's other things underneath those pyramids. If 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 I could interject real quick on that and before we start talking about it because i think that's a good segue for the topic of mud flood in i don't want to say fake history Alter, alternate history <laughs> okay there we go that's a better word for it so reading this book and doing the uh, the research for this episode i, I i've recently discovered that and I don't know if it's if it's all of it, but I recently discovered that the things that I thought that I knew might not be accurate to the way that I've been mm-hmm. presented them. So, for example, there's a portion in the book when the author is talking about ancient Egypt. And this is what he says. He says, the Valley of the Kings in the Thebes region and the Temple of, I'm not going to say this name right, Hatshepsut. Hatshepsut. I don't know if I said that name. I don't know um, how to say it, but I'm temple. pretty sure you didn't say it right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure not. I'm pretty sure we're going to get emails from Egypt about that. Um, that uh, it's a particular temple that was built just right outside of where um, King Tutankhamun mm-hmm. is. Right. So it's a very it's 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 an immaculate looking building according to the pictures, right? So it says that here the author says that the temple of uh, hat hat guy I'm gonna say that photos of the temple um, currently show what is considered to be an absolute immaculate structure, yet photos from the 1890s don't show the temple there at all. So there's no temple there as of from what we could understand from 1890. The temple's not there. But today, there's a temple there that we're told was built thousands of years ago for these uh, leaders of Egypt, you know, these pharaohs. And including, he goes on to say that the Carrara, uh, the Carrara marble quarry in Italy, I'm probably not saying that right either, in Italy is noticed to be very similar to that of Machu Picchu. Which researchers, which, Jesus, which researchers are now claiming that Machu Picchu is simply a modified quarry falsely decorated to look like a historical site. So, altered history, right? If it is in fact that we have these structures in ancient Egypt to where we're presented with what they look like today, whether that be the pyramids or these great uh, buildings in ancient Egypt, but not just Egypt, in Italy and France and Germany. Um, specifically, he has pictures in the book of Stonehenge supposedly being built in the 1800s that peeled my That's wig back truth. when That's I was... And they that. say that they, they, put it, they were reconstructing it by doing so, but the, those blocks are they're concrete. You know? Yeah. It's a hoax. It's a, yeah. it's a, a theme park. 
So that and 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 so, like you said, boy, alternate, alternative or alternate history. Why were we? Why are we giving the? Because it would seem that like if you if you were to read like a world history book, just doesn't obviously cover everything, you know, a few hundred pages long. It's going to go through the major stuff, but you could kind of see the how the progression almost works, you know, together. Yeah. Uh, as far as the dark ages and then you had the renaissance and then you had the, yeah. you know what I mean and it gets a little better and then, and then a little better and a little better so like what is the purpose do you think Ryan or, or Chris and Boya of presenting these potentially just fabricated stories about a culture and I don't want to say that they didn't exist but these stories of these cultures that did not exist potentially what do you think the purpose of that well i think i think the purpose is to hide basically what our true meaning is and our true power is because when you talk about mud flood obviously like one of the first you know civilizations people bring up is atlantis right super technology or super technologically advanced then you have um like the ancient sumatras and i mean even some of their writings you know they talk about the uh armenian empire and how that was the chosen place and then the next thing you know there's the armenian genocide like, so there's, there's something that our ancestors, you know, knew or, 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 or did, or the, something that they figured out about the things that we are able to develop and do with our own minds. And they want to keep stripping that away, you know? So now, I mean, even your toothpaste has a ridiculous amount of sugar in it. Right. So it's, they well everything you know what i mean and so they continually just try and dumb us down by giving us all the shit the the creature comforts they dumb us down or they give us distractions well they they, did it's all of that they dumb us down they give us distractions and i think that's just to keep us from reaching our true full potential because there was a point in time at least i believe that we were all living peacefully everything was copacetic nobody had any issues free energy uh, you know what I mean? And the next thing you know, they're like, no, this shit isn't cool. We need yeah. you guys got to be fighting each other. You guys have to be angry. We need to divide you guys up. You know what I mean? And and yeah. that's what I at least think that the purpose of mud flood is. Yeah, I definitely think it's some the the controlling aspect of the the mass that they desire, and they're able to do that through like what he was talking about, and like I said, the, the distractions of now they're dumbing us down, and and they're hiding the the real truth. And I, I agree with Boya to the point where I think that you know there's a lot of the I would say the the mass how it was working everything was i think was in a good spot and they found found a way to divide us mm-hmm. use us for the the to control us and then like take away the free energy to charge us back you know so people are getting rich somebody for yeah water. correct charges what are, what are they making right. the most money from right. why do they take away electric power i was going to jump in earlier because gas costs money yeah gas costs a lot more money they're going to make more money and you know now that what they do with electricity now they charge you for electricity you put solar panels on they can charge you you know for having solar panels on or charge you for collecting rainwater correct <laughs> it's just it, it seems like it's endless charge you for putting a well on your property I guess my only question, one of my few of my questions are, is at what point do they start over and what would cause them to start over? I guess if it's the, the masses 
revolt against them and they're, well, they're figure it out or could, enough of us figure it out. Potentially. I mean, with the situation in the United States, which is not as crazy as the, I mean, in some cities it is, but it's not as crazy as the news says it is. But in some of these areas, especially like Minneapolis, where they're just burning down buildings, police departments are gutted where they keep evidence for cases from decades and decades ago. Right. Um, so it, could that Dude. be considered like a mini mud flood incident? Are we in the middle of like a, like a mini mud flood right now? Well, the erase, the erasing of, of history, the erasing of context mm-hmm. is ongoing forever. Right. Um, I have a, I have a theory though. Dude, you're talking about. I love it. Um, so our statues like, have been torn down. When we're reset, why we're reset. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know our ultimate purpose. So I'm not going to claim that. But here on this plane, I think it's meant to be difficult. That's, but. It feels like a game to me. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know what the ultimate. Maybe there's a god, man. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we we are here to gain values, but it's meant to be hard here. It feels like a game, and it feels like once we get too good at it, it's reset. Mm. I, this is I've tentatively named it the Babylon theory, and I guess Babylon has too many connotations with it for anything directly to come to mind. But what I feel is that. If we slide too far in either direction, too far towards utopia, too far towards dystopia and barbarism and, and hedonism, mm. reset. Yeah, right. There's that the, makes the flood so story in history and, and multiple parts of history. Same old story. They were given knowledge about it. There's always knowledge involved. Mm-hmm. When the, we're talking about conspiracies, we watch movies and we see all this Illuminati symbolism and all this. I feel this is because this is part of the game. They have to tell us. The, I do feel that the only logical object of the game would be to find out the rules of the game itself. There's a movie called The Game um, mm-hmm. with Michael Douglas in it. I think it came out in the it's really good, really good movie. Excellent, really good excellent movie. But I think it, it must be the truest parallel to what I believe our actual purpose is here. The game is designed for our specific needs. Our specific game is designed for our specific needs. I'm not saying this is fact. You know, this is just speculation. You know, I've thought right. about this quite a lot. And yeah, if our if our society gets too good and we're just in peace and harmony, like I don't know if you guys know the uh, Jack Fresco and the Venus Project and all this, like okay, we got this super technologically sophisticated society. All our needs are provided for. We don't need money. Like, what what else really actually is there for the human creature given the desires that we have? Mm-hmm. Would we be able to even handle that time? What would you do with infinite time? What if we had the equivalent? You know all of the time. Can we actually live like that? This doesn't mean pessimistic, like, oh, we're supposed to be fighting each other because most of these wars, it seems, are made up. They're just made up. Proxy. It seems actually, there's a very interesting book called On Killing, and it's written by a colonel. I don't remember his name. Very famous book, obviously, because of the provocative name. But in in it, you think that he's a killer, you know, and he's going to be talking about his experience with killing, but he's not. He's actually talking about how hard it is to get soldiers to kill. How hard the the military has to work to psychologically reframe soldiers to be able to kill somebody. Mm -hmm. And in most circumstances, when they have the option of faking it, they will fake it. Seriously, this is most people and most most of the boys, you know, they'll say, oh, yeah, I'd go out there. No, I would never do that. They're watching the movies. Right. Right. But basically, it seems that most times your buddies are buddies. If they have a gun in their hand on the battlefield and they're looking at another human being that looks somewhat like their age and whatever, they connect with them at all in any human way. They're not going to shoot at them. They're going to pretend to shoot at them. 
I, I truly feel that that is a very accurate statement, Ryan. And it's, it's a completely against our nature to, I think, um, to run out and, and hurt other people. And, and, you know, it, it, I, in my line of work, um, it, it's, what is your line of work? I'm a, I work for cops plus, I can't say the, uh, department that I work for, but I work in law enforcement okay. and it's not, <laughs> don't, yeah, spit don't, don't spit He's in my cop. burger. And I know we're getting, I, I know we're catching a lot of flack right now in our country. Um, but I'm a normal person. When I go home at, at the end of the day, I want the same things that you do. I want to spend time with my wife and my kids and uh, have an enjoyable conversations with uh, people I like, such as Boy, Brian, and, and you, Ryan. And I'm not going out there to kill anybody. I'm going to defend myself and to defend my partners around me. And I'm going to do what I've been taught to do and trained to do uh, as reaction, you know, but I'm not going out there seeking anyone to hurt anybody. You know, I just want to do my job and do it effectively. But I think that is a, a good point that I don't think it's in human nature uh, to go out there and hurt each other. Oh, and I definitely don't think it's in our collective nature to do wars. I oh. think we're very rationally looking at wars like, what? Do you want to go to Belgium and blow it up? Why? Over tea? Really? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> it, 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 nobody would vote for these yeah. things if we had the option. Now, obviously, I'm not saying that we ever yeah. did really have the option. We've had a controlled situation. You know, the, this whole experience of history that we have, it's it's a controlled civilization. So the people who are orchestrating the wars, whether they're real or not, are, are you know, beyond the the civil, the civilization itself, the the civilians themselves, right? These orphans, the us, the settlers. I think the, a better word is settlers, by the way, because when you're looking at actual mud flood buildings, which is what this is about, by the way, if people lost track, you know, you're not just going to talk about buried buildings. You can you can look at videos of buried buildings. You know, there, there's a whole ton of them. But um, when you're when you're really into this and the whole made up wars and stuff, you're really realizing that that's what this whole thing is. It is the running of the TV show. Like the, the, the people who are in the know and anything beyond that, any, any creature, any orbs, any whatever technology that that we don't know, it's really just to support the TV show. Right. It it seems Mm -hmm. all of the effort is into the TV show. And I've, I feel like I'm in a very weird place in the conspiracy world because I run the cell phone tower account and we also run a, anti-doctor health account and people come to us all the time and expect me to just be on the full like these are these are here for mind control and all this stuff and i'm really like hold on guys it seems that they use most of their resources to make content to trick us into thinking that they either they have more power or that there's something going on you know covid or a war or something like that all the resources are used in, in painting the picture that we see what else would they spend their money on? Right. Right. They have money for themselves. They don't need more money for themselves. They're not going to space. They're not doing, you know, they're not really building anything spectacular. They got deep underground military bases, but like for most of it, what they're doing is just creating content, creating history, yeah. probably destroying things, right? You're talking about all these different uh, things, uh, world fairs and, and fires. And right now it looks like there's a movement that's created to coax people into creating riots and giving excuses to destroy documents, destroy history and destroy buildings. Mm-hmm. It just seems like that's just a constant, constant thing. It seems like it, it, it's a never ending thing because if you look, you know, that's the first thing you hear, right? Is they're tearing down statues and they're tearing down buildings and, well, and, they're, and they're changing historical depictions of actual real people. Like I know it sounds funny, but, 
that Aunt Jemima there, they've completely revamped her image. But Aunt Jemima was a real her syrup is but so Aunt Jemima good. was a like real Mrs. person. Bedworth. Aunt Jemima was born into slavery, and she basically took the craft that she learned while she was a slave and created that company. That company ended up getting bought out by general mills and the the agreement was that her depiction would be used throughout the history of that product she was the first black one of the first black millionaires and or and uncle ben the same uncle same, 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 same basically similar story so now they're like <laughs> no it's offensive even though that was a real true person yeah and so they're changing that they're cha- they're they're tearing down statues I, I and uh, listen i'm not saying that i support like confederatism or anything like that but those things were part of american history and they're destroying them right and so now i'm sure from this point going on in in you know schools and things like that it's going to be taught completely different they're not going but they don't even teach the other end of it right they don't teach the atrocities that were brought by slavery and and uh you know the the tribes that sold slaves of their own kind to the british to the spanish and things like that so it's, it's history has been rewritten and rewritten and rewritten and right now we're in the middle of it being rewritten again all history is is the person that won Oh is, yeah, the, is, winner, gonna, the winner writes the history. Correct, and they're going to write their dialogue, whatever they want it to be, and to use it for whatever purpose they they need. Yeah, right. So but, the people, like Ryan said, the people in the know. But if we're if, but if we're in the middle of uh, you know a little mini mud flood here, then is is not necessarily the winner, right? Yeah. But is the is a story being written because it has to be, or they're being told that it has to be written this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got a question for Ryan or, or the, anybody else here that, um, so we see like maybe a little mini mud flood or something happen in here in, in the States. Um, is this a global thing that happens all at once? I mean, and, how many, I, I just, I can't wrap my hand, head around the, like you said, the orphan uh, cars coming in with this bunch of new people, you know, where are these people at, you know, where they come from? And I know if it's a video game, it's no big deal, right? Just push a button and it's create, a reboot. Create new character. Yeah. Create new character. <laughs> but, you know, if, I, I guess I'm stuck in the physical aspect of it. And I know that, you know, the very first thing that Ryan brought up was the extra physical, you know, the something else. Um, and maybe it's cause I'm just stuck in my own, you know, simple thinkings right now, but I can't wrap my head around a global mud flood all at once, everyone gone reset, just a button, you know, but I gotta be able to think about, you know, even in the, the history that I've been taught and brought up, you know, it's happened already. It's happened. Yeah. Well, you, you have know, to think, especially like the story of Noah, right? And the great the first flood. thing that's coming to my mind was that flood worldwide. Yeah, I, I doubt it. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's just like those stories, they make it seem it's like watching a movie, right? You watch Avengers and you're like, holy shit, everybody in that world of the Avengers has to see what's going on. And yeah, it's not really that way, you know, but I personally think and Ryan, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think it happens globally at the same time. I think it's station by station. 
100 percent. um there's one guy in the mud flood game by the way a couple of the major accounts that i originally got into this with their accounts are gone they've been gone don't know what's up with that they got mud but, flooded. Uh, one of the guys that's left uh, forgive me for mispronouncing his name if i do is russian his name's philip druzen i believe and uh, i've heard him speak on his theory that the star forts are actually in part used for the harvesting of natural gas i also forgive if i'm saying this theory correctly because this is a sub 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 theory now of mud flood mud flood has a ton of different file folders in it and we haven't even mentioned what star forts are if you don't know what star forts are you should type in star forts and see what they are and check that out they're all over the place they're in actually liberties they're absolutely the ends of the world though they're, they're in the ends of the earth you know, there's monuments on top of them. There's cities on top of them. There's there's all kinds of stuff on top of the military bases. So they say, but the star forts. Matter of fact, um, why? Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Keep going. Around. I'm just gonna pull up a picture. I'm gonna put it in the chat for um for Chris and Boy. I don't know if you guys have seen him no, yet. No, or not, he's but, made um, stations for harvesting natural gas, and that one of the results from this could actually be a mud flood mm. from this activity. Now, I don't. I don't know. I know that he's much deeper into this than I am. You know, right. he's he look full time on this. So um, he's probably asked a lot more questions than I have, and probably come up with some more answers. I don't know what's up with Star Forts. Uh, I don't know what's up with the ancient mining. I don't know how much of it is still continued, etc. Right? There's there's a ton of ton of questions, but there's more than one uh, mud flood involved in most of these. Star forts, it seems. Again, these are megalithic structures, especially in like Malta, and where you can easily see the layers of it. And so some of these are star forts, but then there's still another very impressive civilization on top of it. And then yet still the other red brick civilization on top of it. And those red brick buildings are mostly what we're talking about with mm-hmm. mud flood. And they're pretty impressive. Like even they're not pyramids. And we're not saying we can't build them. We're just saying right. we don't build them. We don't build like that. And where did all these specialized tradespeople come in? I thought these were like, you know, these were Quakers. Like what what are these Quakers making all these statues for and all these gothic ornaments and right. you know, did they really put in this church? Like I made a few videos on mud flood and I made one that my computer crap I was making and I still have it, but I never finished it. In that video, I filmed what I thought was a pyramid in my, my hometown. East Toronto, out there in the farmlands just north. And it, it looked like a pyramid to me. Um, it was a utility station on it. By the way, look at most utility stations. Just check out your local water or uh, step down, transfer station, electricity transfer station. Check it out. It's probably a mud flood building. It's probably actually a pretty important point on the map if you check it out. Mm-hmm. And then look at uh, its relation to some other points on the map, but that's neither here nor there. That's for your own. But so this pyramid is located, you know, where a utility thing is located. The first thing I do is go look on Google Earth and I see a pyramid shape on it. I saw a pyramid shape when I was driving and it's very subtle, right? It's triangular shape. And I, I drive a lot around a lot. I'm looking for these triangular shapes and I reckon there's quite a lot of them. But that one I got a nice good look at, took some footage of it and I went back on the computer and it had changed, by the way. It's very strange. It changed almost immediately and it makes me sound crazy. It makes me think crazy. But like I, this is within a one or two day window or something. I, I, that I was doing this, making this little video, and went back to get the the screenshot again, and it, was, it had changed. So I don't, I don't know. It looked like it was blurred out, kind of. It just it looked like a hill from the new picture, basically. Right. But to me, it's definitely a pyramid. It's not like you can go there and, and dig it up. But I'm reckoning that that's all over the place. But 
yeah, there's there's civilizations on top of civilizations here, a hundred percent. But a lot of them are still being utilized. Mm-hmm. You know, they talk about the pyramids yeah. being a, a power station. Well, there's pyramids all over the world. There's interesting power technologies all over the world. You mentioned the, the stuff that's on top of the roofs. It's people call it um, antiquatech, antiquatech, like uh, antennas, but they're antique antennas that seem to have a purpose. Yeah, exactly. There's lots of similar things. That's a whole. That's a rabbit hole itself. It's kind of interesting. You mentioned the power lines in old pictures. There's pictures of what they call telegraph poles. They look like power lines. Mm-hmm. They're there before electricity. Now, I think some of these technologies are inherited and we we kind of figured them out to the extent that we could utilize them because those telegraph poles are put up on trees mm-hmm. that look like we could build. No problem. <laughs> looks like they discovered the technology, but I don't think they discovered it. Right. right? right. Like I, top of my head, I don't remember who came up with the exact trans the idea of transmission or whatever but that the cables are probably inherited there's probably a system itself that was inherited they reverse engineered it put up some poles strung them around the world again before electricity and it would be the same with with tracks right, right. train tracks yep there's lots of evidence of dusting off old tracks and there's also we clearly built tracks as well we built some tracks yeah but we all dusted off a bunch that were buried in a mud flood. So I don't think we came up with trains or train tracks. I, I think someone took credit for it. Someone in the club took credit for yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. So same with pretty much everything you look into in our society, you know, elevators, you know, all kinds of interesting things about buildings and where technologies came from. And they did all come. This is partially why people focus on the 1800s as being the bullseye for the mud flood, because most of what we know comes from that period. Mm-hmm. Well, most of what we have comes from that period. And you can trace the science back. You can trace the engineering back. You can trace the product back. You can trace the story back. But it doesn't go much further. Things get super fuzzy back there. You mentioned earlier, like, oh, we had the Renaissance and the Dark Ages. Well, it explains a little bit. It doesn't really explain how we have, again, monumental cathedral, immensely impressive architecture and yeah. cities. You're yeah. imagining standing yeah. in this palatial city. And what are these people doing? They don't have toasters. They don't have anything. They're, are they washing their clothes by hands? Right? Are they washing their clothes by hands in these cathedrals is what I really want to know. So we don't really have a linear projection of history. They're told that we have dark ages and medieval times and all this. And I think, I think most of it really is um, made up here. Yeah. That's the thing that I can't. I want to comment, just hand it back to you guys. Where do these people come from? It looks like they can grow babies. looks like they can grow babies. So we're back to the matrix. It looks like they grow babies underground. It looks like they control the population via the growth of babies. And that resets are more common than we expect. And that population shifts and shuffles and white, miniature wipeouts and what would be called genocide if it was human versus human. But right. again, this seems more like a little game, you know, like a, like, it, uh, it, it, I don't believe that there's any evidence to suggest that they happen everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that they have happened equally. I believe the population centers are, are in certain places for a reason. And that if there are conflicts, earth conflicts or this Babylon theory, you know, civilizations growing and receding it's going to be happening on these power points on earth you know in these major cities that still exist st petersburg russia indianapolis indiana you know any any major city mentioned chile it doesn't matter where it is australia i want to mention one interesting thing to me talking about orphans okay australia is supposedly a newly inhabited place Mm -hmm. right they say a bunch of criminals from the UK were sent there and they built these very impressive buildings, but that's neither here nor there. Right? Interesting. I mean, they I beautiful. Wow. 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 I have, I'm of British heritage, UK heritage. 
I look at faces very closely because I like to paint and draw faces and I just I watch and such. And I found it very interesting that everybody I ever met from Australia who was there, basically their generation, they could trace their generation to Colin. They all looked a particular way. Don't let this sound racist. Again, I'm, I'm British. I don't know. No, how no, I, I, I completely agree with you. I know, I know. They had a going. weird, little subtle <laughs> few characteristics that they seemed to all share, and it seemed to make no sense to me genetically. This is far before I was woke on any level about any of this stuff. But I'm like, did they really like inbreed that much that quickly? Where it like to this day they share those characteristics, right? Or was this batch grown and plopped down, and some pictures were taken and said, and to to make up the history of the various things that happened supposedly in Sydney. Right. It's it's whatever. it's funny that you say yeah. that because I always, for me, like the the answer for that in my own head had always been that they bred with the indigenous people that live there, and because the exactly because they all kind of. But it's true, and 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 they do all have like. A certain way, they, but he same with with people from Great Britain. I feel like there's just certain traits, and you're like that guy is definitely British. You know what I mean? Where did they come from? Everywhere. Where <laughs> yeah. are these cities? Everywhere. Exactly. Where did this happen? Everywhere. Right? Where Where were they born? They were born somewhere, mm-hmm. and they were shipped to another place. God, they're growing them in <laughs> fucking egg sacks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me uh, let's segue to this, and then we'll kind of wrap up the show because I know Chris has got to uh, bounce some prior engagements. So I got I got about of, twenty of, more of, minutes that I can squeeze out easy. So. Okay, no worries. <laughs> well, well, let's let me let me give you this because I found this absolutely fascinating in the book that I read and some of the documents that I was uh, finding on the internet as doing research for this show, and this is something that I actually wondered myself. Like just before I knew about any of this, I just I couldn't comprehend it. Now we're talking about Renaissance paintings. So, okay, the Renaissance paintings, right? Uh, this is an era of like absolute masterpieces of artwork, and these paintings have puzzled historians for many. This is coming from the book now. <clears throat> puzzled historians for many years. How did these artists of this time period, with such works of art? that appeared almost lifelike. And it was almost that they captured moments instantaneously as if like a camera took a picture of it, like bodies like floating and and doing these movements that, yeah, the fabric flowing and it's, how could you project that with your mind and paint? Well, what was interesting about it was that several um, similar paintings have surfaced to date that resemble that of the quality of the Renaissance paintings. But historians say that nothing as remarkable as those paintings have been produced by our current generation, if you want to call era of technology. Even with computers, yeah, we get really close, but nobody can actually recreate that with a brush and paint. Well, what's interesting is that um, we talk about Leonardo da Vinci. So there's two claims that the author makes. And I want to read them for you guys real quick. So claim number one is that according to research, there is no evidence that Leonardo da Vinci ever existed that fits into the appropriate timeline. And two, these paintings that were created by da Vinci are so incredible that when touched, you can't feel the marks of the paintbrush strokes. 
X-ray testing in some of Da Vinci's paintings at the Louvre Museum in Paris. I'm the Louvre. Louvre. Oh, see, I'm not even saying right. Well, they spell it wrong. They put an R and E in it. <laughs> Jeez. The Louvre Museum in Paris shows layers of the colors and their thickness. For example, and this is all done with X-ray mm-hmm. technology. For example, what they found showed that the painting's glazes were thin layers of 1 to 5 micrometers and had a total thickness of no more than 30 to 40 micrometers. And in some parts of the paintings, it was seen that the glazes had thickness of 0.002 to 0.005 of micrometers. This is so thin that it's many times thinner than the human hair. And the ink is so thin... It's similar to that of a laser printer. So if we can conclude that these paintings were created by a sort of technology in the Renaissance, why did we go backwards? And the same thing can be said about marble statues, such as Francesco <laughs> Francesco Coirillo. The second, I'm so uneducated, my goodness. Big country (laughs) coming through. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this is a famous statue, Francesco Querello, the second, Disagano. You got got the second part right, for sure. I know I got (laughs) that shit. Uh, It can be seen in uh, Capella, Sansvero, and Naples, Italy. The, the the structure that's it's a it's an entire block of marble that's chiseled out into two um, mm-hmm. beings, and it would appear that they're again almost captured instantaneously. And one of the characters is holding a net. Now this is all said to be chiseled with like <laughs> yeah, a hammer, yeah. with like pinpoint precision that cannot be done no. today. So when I was reading this about Da Vinci. And these arts, and I was thinking to myself years ago, I was like, how the fuck did they do that? And then to learn with x-ray technology, they discovered that essentially he's not even fucking touching the paintbrush yeah. to, it's so thin, he's not even touching yeah. it. Yeah, no, it's funny, it's funny because my father-in-law and I had this exact conversation just before we started the show. And because uh, he, he's along the same belief, um, civilizations much, much older than they tell us. There's been different versions of it over and over again. But, um, you know, back to those statues, they're carved out of a single piece of marble, but they're smooth to the touch. Right. And, and I mean, I know they're not out there with belt sanders and grinders and things like that because they tell us that that technology didn't exist. The, the, the paintings that the country's referencing, same thing. You know what I mean? So, uh, I don't know if this is kind of the, the, um, the kind of thing Ryan was touching on at the beginning. Or is this some sort of interdimensional type thing? Is Da Vinci a fucking time traveler? You, you know what I mean? Like, what, well, how, how do those things exist then, but can't exist now? Maybe those are the people that come with the orbs or whatever you want to call them that come in and they're the anomalies that mm-hmm. have, you know, ascended to the highest level. They come in and then they are giving us gifts of these wonderful things to help advance us to get back to that spot. Maybe there's, maybe we're always trying to work to that higher level and they're giving us little glimpses of it here and there. And like, this is what we need to be. And then we, we fuck up, we, wow. we mess up. Right. And then they're like, yep, 
we'll start over. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna start it all the way over, and we're gonna get it right this time. And they're gonna start balance in the force. Yeah. So maybe I don't know. Here comes fucking Palpatine with lightning finger. <laughs> oh, man, that's a good point, Ryan. What, what do you think about all that? Did we lose Ryan? We lost Ryan. Oh, we messed up. That's maybe that's a lost. that's a great point, though. I didn't I didn't even think about that. Um, Damn it, Chris! <clears throat> it, 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 it doesn't make That's me feel any better about my blood because Ryan was touching on it earlier about the reincarnation, and I think I, if you're going to go down that rabbit hole, that's something you'd have to discuss. If we're being reincarnated and we're trying to live to that higher, um, higher <clears throat> powers, whatever you want to call it, and you're you're coming into the body, and someone's got got it, someone's yeah. done it. And yeah. someone's made it. And maybe those are the people that are coming back. Maybe, maybe those are the, the the Jesus Christ individuals. Or yeah. the, maybe those are the the, uh, the the Leonardo da Vinci's that are able to do it. And we just don't know how. There's something that they remember from the last time they did it. Yeah. Because you know, there's always right. the talks of time's not linear, right? So you live at this point in time. Then the next time you come back, you can live a thousand years ago yeah. and, and back and forth. And that was an interesting thing when this when we were talking to the psychic. He'll tell you that, and this was a crazy theory, right? That you, basically before you're born, you have to ask permission in order to be born, right? And that your parents, and, and we've heard Sam Tripoli go into this a little bit with the uh, Tibetan Book of the Dead, but basically you choose mm-hmm. your parents and you have to ask permission, right? And then your parents will agree to bring you in. But there's people like in past lives, all three of us could have already had relationships together. We could have been friends already. We could have worked together. We could have, you know what I mean? There's a lot of different, things that ways that you could have lived. So yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if you're right, you know, Da Vinci could have been like, well, shit, I remember living in the year 2177 yeah. and this was how we would paint. Yeah. And he developed that skill right. and it's probably something that's obviously way beyond the teachings of anybody else around him. So they can't just grasp that. Yeah. And that's why these master so- artists are considered masters of that craft. Yeah, that makes total sense. So interesting, yeah. man. That's so interesting. I never yeah. thought of that. Yeah. So, Damn it, Chris. I know Ryan had started to. We started to go on it, and I don't know if this is a good stopping point or not to to where we get him back. But the the mud flood. Where does the mud come from? Where where does all this mud come from? Probably like RCP rock and brick. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> just drive down to Home Depot. And same people, same people dropping off pallets of bricks. I like would that. say Home Depot could ship it in, but they can't ship anything on fucking time. Oh. So I'm just gonna throw that out, <laughs> throw that out there. Uh, give me one. Yeah, give me no one. Second, go, to, go to Lowe's. I'm gonna shout out to our new sponsor, Lowe's. You're amazing because you're not Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Uh, and this is what I like when I mentioned you guys earlier and said that mud floods fucking me up. It's because there are, and Ryan had said it earlier, there's so many layers, no pun intended, you know, but there's so many layers <laughs> in the mud flood theory. And parts of it aren't even theory, and parts of it are just shit that we know has happened. Yeah. But there's so many layers, and then it leads into so many other different things. And to to kind of double back to the um, Starfort thing, right? So we had all listened 
to a podcast earlier when they were talking, she was talking about basically she she said she took it with a, a flat map and a, and a globe and got the same results where she started connecting the ley lines to all these different uh, between basically monuments and pyramids and capital major, buildings, major cities, major, capital buildings where they had star forts and it created a massive star fort itself. Yeah. On the map. Yeah. Now, it, you know, like Ryan talked about it being a game. I'm not sure if so. You know, when 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 you're when you see a video game being made, right? There's it's grids and all this other stuff. So I'm not sure if that's part of it or not. But there's some sort of link between all of those buildings, monuments, megaliths, and 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 all that stuff all throughout the world that connect over certain ley lines. And, and those are also sites of major mud flood events. Um, and it seems like you could just tie it right to the, the photos exactly. and everything else, all the buildings. Uh, if anywhere that you're finding the photos of the buildings with the belt on top of others, they right on those right. The ley lines that you're talking and, about, you know, it, and it's, it, it's, it's wild because the buildings that they're uncovering are not like rudimentary yeah. huts. No. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it, it's, it's, they're highly yeah. advanced well, buildings, even, archways and doors. But even and the buildings that aren't and, highly and, advanced, right? So I, I always thought about shit like this as a kid is like, how did we all of a sudden just get to where we had, TVs, fucking in, uh, internal combustion engines, lights, like electricity. Yeah. Like it's, I, I always wondered, it, it, we just went through leaps and bounds all of the sudden, it seemed like, right? All of but a sudden. Yeah. Even, even back like Old West, right? Okay, we had New York, people settled there, buildings and all this. And then all of a sudden they come out West and it's like, well, how did they get the means to travel here? All of a sudden there's a railroad, right? Then there's cities set up and people are just occupying them and living there. And there's also infrastructure in some of these places. So when you see like these yeah. old pictures of like the wild West and there's a full on town with electricity, like where the fuck, you know what I mean? And some of that, it's just hard right. to grasp. Like they just tell you this is a point in time and, and this is how they lived. But for me, it's like, okay, well, shit, if the, if the West was brand new, then where did all of this shit come from? And, and, and it was brand new at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. if I'm wording that enough. It seems like it's no, in my that's, head that's, the way. <laughs> um, did we get Ryan back? I saw Ryan pop back in. I don't know if he can, can you hear us, Ryan? Maybe not. I don't think we can hear him either. Hold on. He's, he's actually okay. writing me right now. Um. Yeah. See, anytime we start getting deep, the Illuminati's nope, like, we're going to nope. shut this down. There's so much more because there's would, so much more. I would but, like to go into like some of the rewritten history and things like that. Um, on the next episode, and it and it's all related to mud flood. Yeah, you know, I would like to do a part two. Um, and you know, like I said, why are we going backwards? It seems. And with the technology of buildings and all that stuff, the paintings, the sculptures yeah, and everything else. Getting, why are we getting those beautiful, you know, architectural structures that we see, like the Gothic type structures that we've seen throughout yeah. history? And it would see, it would also seem like 
the type of buildings that we build now, you know, being in the construction industry, I mean, we're, we're currently building a project. I don't really want to get into what it is. I'll tell you guys off air, but it is something that is very highly advanced as far as the technology is concerned of, mm-hmm. of our time. But it's also basically just a square concrete building with extremely thick walls built in a square. And so when we see even like mega churches that are building, it's built kind of like a stadium. You know what I mean? Which is not super advanced in any way. Like they can, they can pack a bunch of cool shit into it, but the building itself is not something that you walk by and you're like, Oh my God, I gotta, I want to take pictures of, of that doorway. You know what I mean? It's, they, they do. I can smoke stogies in my house. First of all, because her father introduced me to stogies. And second of all, because I'm a stud. I'm ballsy. I don't take no shit from anyone. I smoke my stogie anywhere I want. I don't have to find a hideout place like you. <laughs> okay, having some technical difficulties there. Ryan, can you hear us now? I felt like his mic was like registering for a second, and then yeah, yeah, it looked like it did because it's got a couple of the sound bars on it yeah. and our screen. Yeah. Well, the good news is we're going to have a part two. So. Yeah, we'll definitely be having a part two. It seems that his his audio um, kind of got lost in translation there. Before we wrap up, what are the things that we want to tackle in the next episode, just uh, to give the people a, a some taste? Of the rewritten history, um, and and because I'm I'm sure I'm sure you know Ryan has always mentioned he reads a ton of history. Yeah. So I'd like to get his opinion on some things, especially things like the Great Wall of China, things about the great uh library of alexandria and and some of the roles that you know either battles in those areas or events that have taken place play within the mud flood theory big country what what, what are the questions you got i'm really curious man about particularly i'm curious about civil war and slavery and I want to know where that is in the timeline. Mm-hmm. Not to say that it didn't exist, because I believe that it did. But if it did, why did it? Mm-hmm. If we had an advanced race of people. Well, personally, I and mean, we can get more in depth with this in the next episode. But I think that has something to do with the, the Moors that lived in Northern Africa around that time period. And how that bloodline may relate into the ancient ones, quote unquote, you know, right. Um, right. But definitely because we did hear a theory from a black gentleman, by the way, on YouTube that mentioned that slavery wasn't real, which uh, I think we all have an issue with. Um, my great grandmother was born into slavery, so I, I, I don't buy that theory at all. It's definitely an interesting take, but I do I would like to know. Where in the mud flood, especially because a lot of pictures you see from that time period towards the end of slavery, it's nothing but mud on the ground. Yeah. 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 And, and, and there's one particular photo that really caught my interest when the same video that you're talking about, boy, on YouTube, where there was a picture of basically what it looked like as a submarine in yeah. like the middle of the United States. Yeah. Like next to like a plantation house. Exactly. And the dude was like, yeah, we used to have canals all over the place. Yeah. Well, in one of the podcasts we listened to, they, they spoke about how canals, like especially on maps, 
for some reason, canals will be there, but they're not there physically. Yeah. And then, but there's, there right, will be like right. a lengthy history behind these canals and <coughs> you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, it seems like there was technology there that was used at one point that went away or when they reset it, they went to a different technology and gave us something else. And we, you know, like, uh, Ryan, I think said, you know, kind of like, Jerry rigged it backwards. Yeah. Right. Reverse engineered it, yeah. I think is the, the way you, yeah, you I don't said know. it. Jerry rigged is the scientific <laughs> term, but it's scientific <laughs> enough for me. But yeah, the reverse engineering of the canals or the uh, railroads or I whatever mean, it is. I, can we just get to the level where we have teleportation? Yeah. I just want to snap my fingers and go. Because fuck, I'm boom. done with this level. I mean, I think I'm doing pretty well as far as that this level goes but you know i do agree with ryan it's like you beat it on easy and then it's like well fuck man legendary mode's next for you you know so and yeah. and 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 i mean you always hear the life described as it's a game you know and and so i definitely play to win, maybe yeah. as a matter of fact that's on ryan's um instagram yeah, it says I, uh, it's a game play to win i definitely <laughs> I like agree it. that it is a game yeah. and i and i definitely think that it's just on to the next one when we're done with this one. So I, I, I would if if before I don't know if we're coming off the fence or or, or what. Not yet. yet. But uh, no, so not yet. Not, not yet. yet. But um, I, I'm going to disagree with it. It's not a game. You don't think it's a game? I think it's something else. I we think can, we can. And I, I would like to expand on that. So make a note because I want you to explain that when uh, in the next episode what you mean by yeah. that. All right. Um, one last thing I wanted to say too uh, about the current buildings that we are able to build now with you know earth movers and cranes and the technology that we have to you know do tremble points and pull points off of anywhere with lasers and stuff like that it's still a motherfucker to build a square building <laughs> yeah you know what I mean Plus the permits so, yes. <laughs> all, I mean, everything that goes into it and yeah. concrete and rebars and reinforcing and this and that. And then you see these structures from supposedly ancient times still standing where they've got archways and these insanely carved things. And I'm like, you're telling me they did that with fucking ropes well, and planks. I, yep. You so, have the Notre Dame church that like burned and the Coliseum. I mean, well, yeah, the, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't know how they were able to do that stuff. And, and you know, like you were talking about earlier, maybe they came back from time and they're the mass master of their trade, you know, thousands of years in the, in the future. And then he comes over and he's like, we're going to do it like this. And they yeah. cut it out. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know. I just don't know. Hard to wrap your mind around it. This rabbit hole, so the rabbit hole is deep boys. It's deep. Yeah. This one is gnarly, man. This is, this has been an uh, episode. I think we've all been really excited for, for so long. So to our listeners out there, sorry, we lost Ryan. Um, it's kind of just some technical difficulties that we've had very recently but um we're gonna definitely have him back on the next one for a part two of the mud flood to get even deeper into this one so we're not finished yet but um signing off the episode boys uh, anything else you want to add before we we wrap up part one uh yeah sometimes i wish that we didn't learn about mud flood <laughs> yeah i my head hurt i think we just scratched the surface and, and i hope we did it justice because it just seems like this yeah, is like this you is, said it branches into so many other topics it's so deep tip. 
Yeah, just yeah, a tip, huh? Just, just, just a, a tip. Just, just a tip. Yeah. All right. Man, so, guys, that's it for all the truth hooligans out there listening to the show. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for your support on all of our social media platforms. Um, if you don't know where to find us, obviously, you can go to Instagram. We have a Twitter page now, Facebook. Ask to join the group. You will be let in to have conversations with all of us and all of our fans and listeners that are there. Um, you can also send us an email at uh, wbconspiracies2019 at gmail.com if you have a question or a comment. And check out our website, wbconspiracies.com. But that's going to be it for this episode, part one of Mud Flood for Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies podcast. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Donald Trump, Putin, shit. I say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. Has value. My balls are hot. My balls are hot. My balls are hot. My balls are hot. My balls are hot.